Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On 1629 SEN Hobart, Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lifker. Good morning and good Friday morning. Another episode of the Jack and Flash show right here on SEN Hobart, SEN Track and right around the country on the SEN app. It's all thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate experts. And joining me is the co-host, Flashman, David Flash Lithgow. Flash, good, good morning. morning, mate. How are you? Gee, you're on about. You, had a, you didn't have much sleep. You've been for a swim already, is that right? Ducked into Nutgrove Beach, had a little bit of a dip down there. Gosh, gosh, that's a nice mate. beach down in it, Nutgrove, isn't it? It adds 10 years to your life, I'm telling you. Oh, I need it. Yeah, what about career? Don't. Can we add 10 years to the career? It's a beautiful spot down there at Nutgrove. And, well, we've got a little brief... Mm. Um, a window in the weather because it hasn't been great down here. Absolute garbage. The last week it's been raining cats and dogs, but no, it's a it's a oh, it's a beautiful morning down here, and we have got an absolute action-packed show today. We have got Matthew Wade, obviously, won Australia single-handedly. I'm going to say uh, the T20 World Cup. Uh, I'm looking forward to chatting him. I've watched his last six balls in the semi probably 30 times. Like just the, from the ramp to the one over mid wicket to the ramp to to get through, unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're chatting to Matty Rendell, who well has become basically the guru of of drafting and and list management in, in the AFL, and certainly big here on uh, uh, SEN. He'll be chatting to us about obviously the draft, which comes up at the end of next week. And the Tigers have got six picks in the top thirty, six, okay. five or six. Yeah, got a, we've got a few. Heaps. I think, I think six is uh, yeah, is probably the number in terms of... Or maybe five in terms maybe of... Maybe it's five. Top 30 picks, which are very valuable. And, mm. and as we know, live trading of picks can happen right up to the knocker pretty much when you can have to make your selection. So we're heading down the NBA style of uh, of draft nights there. So we're going to be chatting to Maddie, Maddie Rendell. Uh, we'll chat to him about the Tassie kids uh, that might be drafted as well, which yes. is exciting. Get his thoughts on that. Payne's back. He didn't join us last week. Um, I don't know why, but it's well, a big. Busy. Well, it's, he's training. He's, he's keeping. Training, he's running. Right. He's batting. I was worried about him because I was thinking that he maybe had been told setback. That, no, not setback. But I think the I thought the cricket Australia might have said zip hey, it. Hang on a second, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> that, that mouth of yours needs to be zipped up. But he's back this week. He's going to be joining. Talk joining test us, team. Talking all squad. T- the yeah. test team has dropped. I will ask your thoughts on that flash in a sec. But also, a uh, big weekend for Tim because he's going to be playing for, uh, is it South Hobart Sandy Bay? Is that the team that he plays for down here? It's my team, actually, you know. He's at oh, university. university. Sorry, university. Yes. But the weather isn't looking that great over the weekend. Well, I've so. got it in front of me, and it's a top of nine. <laughs> to 
tomorrow. That's warm, and now, isn't if you it? know where uni is, there it's the sleeting wind and snow off the mountain. It's going to be freezing. There's rain about everywhere. I'm not certain how much crickets he's going to get. He'll definitely need the longy um, and probably the short jumper as well. It's been garbage here this weather in Hobart. Did you catch any of the snow? Of course I did. Mate, it was snowing in Oaktown. Snow? It was sleeting from the snow. It was extraordinary. So for the listeners that, that don't know Hobart very well, Oakdowns is what, let's say 50 metres above sea level? Yep. Maybe that. Taruna, where I am at the moment, is probably 100 metres above sea level, but right on the ocean. It's literally, you take four steps and you're off the cliffs there. It was absolutely powdering down. Mm, Poppy loved it. Oh, oh very good. I, I was, I, it was like Christmas for me. I got Has she up seen and, snow before? No. 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 And no. I don't think I have ever at, 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 at sort of sea level down here in Hobart. Of course, no. Mount Wellington's of course. always got snow on it. But, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. So I uh, got out there and had the, had the family photo holding Poppy and I had the rig out. Just had the pyjamas on, so... No doubt that'll that'll get up on social media one time. The uh, does I look tired though? Uh, well, the one thing flash that I we put on the agenda last week was we wanted to chat to our our man Hugh Greenwood yes. to get his thoughts about what had happened or not, not what had happened at that stage. It was just the fact that he tweeted about the fact that he was still everything's at the same fine, club, everything's fine, nothing to see. It was like the yep, that, don't look here. There's no fire and whatnot. And then literally, boom! It was probably seventy two hours later. The old Gold Coast Suns jumper has come off and the North Melbourne one's come on. Of course, North Melbourne have a great relationship down here in Hobart, but... I want to ask him about oh. what, like, did he feel a bit violated at the very least when they said, look, we want you here, but we're going to do this. Well, I mean, we... they can't, they can't. Be, I can't wait to hear what he says because that can't be as a professional athlete stroking your ego too much, I would have thought. No, it's a bizarre setup, and, so bizarre. And, and certainly one that the Gold Coast have copped a lot of flack over yes. in terms of... He's he's still a very very good player and finished fourth in their BNF last year. Um, to just let him go for nothing is 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 is, is bizarre. So hopefully we can get a line into to Hugh Greenwood. Uh, we know he's up in the Gold Coast there, so they're an hour behind us. But hopefully we can get a line into him and chat all things footy. And certainly he's got a, um, a, a strong basketball background as well. Flash. So looking forward to hearing what he thinks of the Jack jumpers last week. But. Um, Flashman, the big news that's dropped over the last weekend, and as all sorry, as always, we can you can join us on uh, on the line thirteen hundred forty two fifteen thirty three, or send us a text on oh four three seven double five two five three five to chat. For those that want Anything. to listen a bit slower, one three hundred four two one five double three is the call, mate. You were that fast then? Yeah, how are they going to write that down, mate? Uh, well, no, it's, it's you've had a swim, you've had two coffees. <laughs> I've got them ingrained. You've got to have those numbers ingrained in the. Uh, in the in the listeners' brains to, to get on board. We haven't had a caller. I'm looking forward to having a caller online. But Flash, the news has dropped and we've been well, we have been in Ashes mode here for a while now because obviously Payne's been on the show. But we uh we finally announced our squad, the the squad of fifteen. Any surprises for you? Well, uh, as you will this know... This is just in we, the squad of 15. No, we had a little private conversation with yourself, now like me and Mitch and Tim, although Tim was definitely not involved, just prodding sort of... Um, Didn't we try and get it out of you? Try and get it out, it gives you nothing. <laughs> uh, I got 15 out of 15, happy to say that. Uh, I find the makeup of this team um, fascinating though because to me now it, there's, there's obviously two decisions. Do they go with Harris to partner... Warner, or do they go with Usman at the top of the top of the order, which means potentially 
Travis Head obviously holds onto five, or do they open with Harrison and Kawaja goes down to five? I reckon that's the way they're leaning. But to me, um, I'm opening with Kawaja, Davey Warner, Marnus Smith, Head at five, uh, Green at six, Payne, Paddy Cummins, Stark, Lyon, and the Hoff. And then, of course, that leaves Harris, Swepson, and Richardson and Nessa. Um, assuming he's fit, which I think he's coming along well to, to help out. I want to change the bowlers every test. Um, I'm not sure if maybe Cummins is the one you don't have to do that, but uh, let's keep them fit. Let's treat them like baseballers this time, like the pitchers. You know, let, Let's actually go in fresh because I want to see Richardson. I want to see... I'd almost like to see him in the first test. You know, I know they'll go with Stark, and Stark. that's fine. I think so, but... He's he's sensational. He's he's a point of difference, and yeah. Well, thoughts? Uh, well, this my thoughts are that I'd like to see Richardson as well. This one off the text already. Steve from North Hobart. Boland and Madison are stiff. Is Stark a certainty for the first? Well, test? so then well, who? Well, that, who does Boland come in front of? That's the first question, then, isn't it? Well, if Boland plays, you'd probably think Hazelwood doesn't, because they're sort of that that machine bowler that comes in and just just gets through the overs. I think... Um, well, to answer Steve's question, though, are we saying bowling comes into the squad and who are you dropping? Uh, probably Nessa, isn't mm. it? Richardson, mm. has to, Richardson has to be in the, in the squad of 15. Because Obviously, Hazelwood's in the squad. He, well, he played against uh, Sri Lanka. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if it was last year. It was probably two years ago, sorry. And took a fiver at the G, is that right? And I just think that for, for going forward and what... Australian cricket looks like going forward. I, I like Richardson. He's got a little yeah. bit of when you know when Cummins came in and made that big impact in South Africa. Mm. Richardson's got a little bit of that about him. I know he's a little bit older and he's probably played a lot more Shield cricket and 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 obviously senior cricket around the traps. I, I think that um, I think that he might be a smoky for the first test. I, I don't know where the Starks locked up. Yeah, and of course we haven't played Test cricket for a while, so that you know the incumbent does he get another crack at it? Of course, you know the head's the other one. I mean, I, I've, well, Harris I've, Harris was basically we, we spoke about this last week. I think George Bailey basically said that Harris was in. Well, he did, but then they sort of JL retracted it somewhat, did he? And said, "Well, yes, yes, yes." However, we're not nothing's finalised, and that's why I do think that Harris probably will get the nod and Usman will slip into the middle order and that means head misses, doesn't it? Mm. And he's, Effectively. As you said, he hasn't had a lot of Red Bull form of recent, but the 157 he got, I think, for the Redbacks in the one day is still, still yep. good cricket. Yep. You know, he, he opened the season with 102 in the bubble um, over in Adelaide and he, look, oh, yeah, he's an interesting one, Travis said. He averages 40 in test cricket as well. So the record's very good. Um, is he a future captain? There's there's certainly some questions there. It's so exciting. And the beauty of it is, and we could talk to Pony about this later on today, um, he's moving beautifully, the skipper, which is super important for us here on this radio program. But um, it's taking shape. It's terribly exciting. Are we going to get to a test somehow? Can we go and... We've got to watch a day we're, or two we're, somewhere. We're, I'm trying to work it out. Can we're we getting get... to a test. There's one going to be happening right here at Blunstone. Oh, no, apart from that one. <laughs> apart from the fifth, fifth test. You're talking, that's a different conversation. I don't know. It'd be nice to go to, a, go to a test. Once the border's all open, I'll tell you where we won't be going. We won't be going to Perth because they won't let us in. No. I'm looking forward to chatting to Payne and picking, picking the eyes out of this team because I, I, I'd like to know what sort of input he has into the squad so uh, we know he loves 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 his cricket like he's a cricketer but he's, he's, a, he's a, a nuffy, nuffy isn't it proper 
proper. proper I reckon he's watched ninety-seven percent of the Shield cricket on Co Sports. Uh, he doesn't miss a thing. You just love a play. Absolute nothing. How's that going? The KO, the, the calling of good. the cricket. It was, it was good. It was a bit disappointing last week with Tassie. They washed Well, it, it was such a good game. It was all set up. Um, we saw a terrific um, hundred from from South the South Australian top order player Hunt. That was beautifully beautiful to watch. Henry Hunt, he's one to watch out for. Um, but the rain cost what was a really good game of cricket. And both teams are sort of towards the foot, so they got some work to do now. Well. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing from the public in terms of what they think Flash and yes. their team into that first test. There's been a lot debated, but of course... Let you us can know. Let us know. Uh, hit us up on the phone line. I'll read it out nice and slowly if you fast. So you can jot it into your phone. 1300 or you can send us a text on 0437 555 Jot that one down in your phone, Flash, and you can text around under an alias. But Flash... Big guests and none bigger than Matthew Wade. He's going to be joining us after the break. This is Jack and Flash on SEN Hobart. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On 1629 SEN Hobart, Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Welcome back to the Jack and Flash show right here on SEN Hobart. And we're always brought to you thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate experts. Well, Flash, it's a week on since... Uh, oh, I've just drawn on myself with pen. How am I going? Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's a week on since Australia have won the World Cup over there in uh, in the Middle East. And, uh, well, un- unbelievable scenes. Oh. Unbelievable scenes, Flash man. And... The man who single-handedly, we're, we're, we're claiming him, he's obviously Tasmanian, but we're claiming him Absolutely as Jack and Flash's own. He's an Eastern Shore boy. And when Australia needed someone to stand up and win them the game um, against New Zealand, this man did it. Matty Wade, welcome to the show, mate. How are you? Hey, boys. Thanks for having me. First things first, mate, where, where do we find you? Are you back in the Apple Isle? Or are you back in the country? What, what's going on in your world? I'm back in the country. I'm in Melbourne, actually. I'm just staying uh, at an Airbnb in Elwood. I've got the, the girls have flown over from Hobart. So I'll do a couple of weeks here and then uh, head to Sydney, do two weeks there with the Hurricanes. And then um, when the borders open, hopefully sneak back down to, to Tassie and start playing the BBL back there. But yeah, I'll do a couple of weeks um, just chilling out here, actually. How, um, how long has it been since you've actually been on Tasmanian soil? Uh, door to door, it would have been seven or eight weeks, I reckon. So, um, it's been a long one. Uh, we're stuck in a bubble over there as well. So the only really thing we could go out and have a few beers and play golf in between games. That's we had a couple of five day breaks and enjoyed ourselves there. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a challenge over the the COVID period. But good to come back to to Melbourne and see Melbourne getting back to the swing of things and um, walk around and do whatever I wanted after quarantine, which is nice. Wadey, great to have you on the show, mate. Um, firstly, congratulations. It was absolutely magnificent to see you perform in the semi-final. Um, Wasn't it Watch good? it live. Wasn't was, it good? Well, you didn't watch it live, so you didn't get up. So don't you pretend... Don't, you, don't put your no, finger at me you, like that. You're in bed still and you watch the highlights. Yeah, well, but I was asleep. It, it was <laughs> outstanding. Have you had time to reflect yet? You've landed back home. Um, you've had a, I'm sure you've had 10 million texts and talked to everybody that you know on the planet pretty much. Have, looking back at... Um, the tournament still very fresh in your mind. How do you, how do you feel about things individually and from a team perspective? Yeah, I haven't had much time to really think about it. To be honest, um, yeah, it was a big 
72 hours after we won, there was there was a lot of beers, and <laughs> then we flew back. So, and then uh, I have one day here, and the family came over. So I haven't had a chance to sit back and reflect too much. I'll do that over the next couple of weeks. I've got a few weeks off, as I said. I, I hurt my side leading into the game, so I've got uh, two or three weeks off to recover, and I'm sure in a, a few days it'll start to sink in what we achieved over there. But no, nah, to answer your question, not really, not yet. Just talking about that side strength, man. What 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 did you? What was the process to get you through? I would imagine was it the keeping or batting which was worse? Is it the assumption is it was the batting, but actually, how was it to keep? What did you have a jab? What what did you do? No, I didn't get a jab. I I took uh, even Panadine fourth. I couldn't really feel my face to be honest when I was in the field. <laughs> so I got I got I I'm not sure what was going to be worse. I think batting probably would have been worse. I had some throwdowns before the game, kind of bluffed my way through it a little bit, and I would have gone as hard as I could. The biggest worry was if we batted first, and I, I tore it properly then, um, what was I going to do um, keeping-wise? So I would have had a crack at keeping, but if not, the subfielder can probably come on and keep now, I think is the new rule, so that made it a little bit easier decision for me, but yeah, I was uh, I was never going to miss, I don't think. Wadey, I mean, you've you, did single-handedly get us into into the final, and obviously we were successful in in winning that in winning the World Cup. But what's the mindset? I think it was something like fifty something runs with three overs to go. You're out there with the big Stoin. What conversations are happening between you and him to 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 think about how you're going to get the runs, and then what goes through your head when you literally just go bang, 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 and when we get them with five balls spare, five balls to spare. Sorry. Yeah, trying to, Stoney's real big on trying to stay as calm as possible, so it's easier said than done when you're out there and it gets up to two a ball, so yeah, at that stage, I think I might have been you know, five or six or something, and um, they ran some gloves out, and I remember Stoney saying to me, like, oh, 37 off 17, and I was like, that's not right, mate, your mass is way out here, he goes, that's what, we need to get 37 off, we need to get 37 off 17 each year, and I was like, I'm five off six. I'm not sure I got that in me tonight. So that that was kind of the conversation. It started to get to that point where it was, you know, every ball you're trying to hit a boundary. But um, I remember that I think in looking back, the over that he faced off Ralph, I think he took maybe 19, and that kind of swung the momentum. And I thought we can probably get these. So um, yeah, just trying to stay as calm as possible and not overcomplicate it too much. It's two shots a and over effectively if you can get a six and a four there's ten and then you pick a couple of down, a couple of ones or twos up and you're there so um yeah that that was the mindset in that period of the game and then at the end i don't really know what happened to be honest i remember finishing the game and it was hard to know i thought i didn't know i hit three sixes in a row i thought i, I got dropped in between the three sixes so it kind of went pretty fast from that point it was um guess i suppose i lapped it and then uh stand as still as i could and slog and then halfway through the the last one, I was going to try and slog it again, and then I, I decided to lap. So I just picked right at the right time. I got lucky, I suppose. Well, it certainly was an unbelievable performance, and, and as Flash mentioned, I didn't watch it live, but on KO, <laughs> <laughs> on the highlights, it looked fantastic. But the one thing we always love to find out, Wadey, after big wins like this, is who was best on ground. You say Marcus Stoinis was is a very calm and cool character on the ground. His exit from the ground when the drummers were going and whatnot, and he was on the drums with the before getting on the team bus was stuff of legends. Anyone else that's yeah, put in a decent good. performance over the last sort of uh, last sort of week? Yeah, Storney was good that night. To be fair, but then all the boys had to get on a flight early, and they went to the Gold Coast. So there was about five of us left. I think it was Finchy, me, Maxie, 
Zampa, Richardson and Stoinis, and we couldn't get Stoinis out of bed to come back and have a few beers the next day. So he well, well and truly did his dash on the first night. He came late <laughs> the second day. Um, but Zampa and Richardson, Kane Richardson surprised me. Actually, I didn't think he had it in him, and he was he was very he high. He right. did not. He bowled zero for the tournament. I think he said he bowled four overs for the whole tournament in the practice games he bowled. So he, uh, he was high impact, but then Zampa, um, he, was, he was pretty keen. Zampa's finished second in almost everything that he's ever um, played in because he plays for the Melbourne Stars, obviously. So he, uh, he was pretty excited to get a victory, and, um, yeah, he was up there. Maxwell was Maxwell. He was um, out of control as well. Yeah. Wadey, I'm fascinated at your um, ability to just hang in and and just keep the keep the flame, isn't it, mate? Keep the flame burning. I remember having a conversation with you three or four years ago uh, in Townsville. Um, you were making hundreds in every form of the game. BBL one days for Tassie. You sh- when you came back to Tassie, your first year year was outstanding with the bat and the shield cricket, and and you sort of still had that belief. And at the time, you know, nobody. And, and, I, and, I, and I expect, I don't know if it's factual, but that even the Australian selectors and everybody had really pretty much put a line through you. You get back in um, the famous Ashes. I guess it was a draw in the end, but retain the Ashes. Two hundreds over there. And I at Birmingham, the first test, the Oval in the fifth. Um, firstly, congratulations to you, mate. I don't know how you keep... Keep your head above water, mate. But you try and you try and try and you keep doing it. What was better? Now everyone's going to say for you now that what you did was your your, your crowning glory, and why not semi final the World Cup, etc. Yep. etc. Et but what about getting yourself back in the Test team? Um, your experiences, the hundreds in, as I mentioned, in England. What's the cream on the cake for you? Have you is it is it one of them that stands out, or is it something else that I've missed? No, nah, those two are certainly um, right next to each other. The Ashes over there when I, I managed to get myself back in the team like you spoke about and scored a couple of hundreds. That was certainly the highlight of my cricketing career coming into the last week. And then, yeah, the World Cup is is right next to that. Um, you know, if you had have told me three years ago I was going to play in an Ashes away and retain the urn and then win a T20 World Cup, I wouldn't have probably believed you at that stage, as you said. So, yeah, I don't know. It seems to... That's how my career's gone. It ebbs and flows quite a lot. But when my career's on the line or something needs to be done, I, I find a way to kind of to get some runs or to find a way to win a game, and um, on it goes for another 12 months. So fingers crossed that can happen again, mate. I can hang on for another 12 months and we've got the T20 World Cup back here in Australia, and I'm happy to play that, win that, and then um, sail off into the sunset and not have to worry about international cricket again. So, um, yeah, I no, don't know what is. Is that it the plan, Wadey? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll. I'll uh, I think there's six one day, uh, six T20s here in Australia this summer, and then a couple away again, and then the T20 World Cups here. So, um, yeah, I'd love to get to there and then um, play a home T20 World Cup and be done. And red ball cricket, mate. Where does that sit for you? Is it just through the through the Tassie team, or is there still a sneaking aspiration, say that you, to maybe push for this Ashes squad? Travis Head hurts his hammy or something. A five spot opens up, or yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah you're, I mean, he's keeping the lines open. I thought you'd talk about his pain. He doesn't get up. <laughs> oh, gee. Well, we might ask him that. I, I, I'm thinking, <laughs> what, how good would it be? We know that our man Peter Gutman can make things happen, and he's basically <laughs> our 
He's our voice. We, we let oh, him know what we want happening. Could, could we get a couple of Tasmanians in for the Bell Reef test? Well, you've almost got with, with Tim and Whitey, you've got two has-been keepers that found, they've found another way to get back in the team. <laughs> and, and here we are five years on later. They're still in the team. I find it sensational. And you know, Credit to you, mate. It, it's been a joy to watch everything you've done, Whitey. And I really do mean this, mate. Your, your courage to keep hanging in there and, and showing something has been outstanding. And we've absolutely loved watching it, mate. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Well, Wadey, thank you for joining us, mate. And, and I mean, it was a it was great fun for Super. us to watch. I know we had the premier on last week, and he spoke about it straight off the bat about how proud he, he was got of, out of bed. He, Unlike how you. proud he was of <laughs> he Tasmanians, and, and certainly as we always do, we, we bat above our average and on the international stage. And you certainly got us there, mate, and, and won us that World Cup. So we are looking forward to having you home. We're looking forward to seeing you in the purple, the Hurricanes, mate. So congratulations again, and uh, best of luck. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. There we go, Flash Man, Matty Wade, our, our, the champion. I reckon he's got a big impact to have. This, he, I loved how he mentioned it. when he needs yeah. something, he just finds twelve months of grit. Oh, just just imagine. Imagine. what does he do at home on his own? He's looking in the mirror and say, "Stuff you, blokes." Yes. Like well, he's just that just sort of character. Like, no, hasn't he? Hasn't he? I love hasn't it. He? Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On 1629 SEN Hobart, Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Welcome back to the Jack and Flash show right here on SEN Hobart. Thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts. We're in, well, Flash, somehow we're in the Harrison Agents office here and recording the show the heat has gone off it was hot before for people out there this is the hottest place on earth Harrison Ages I got here you had to take every item of clothing it was so hot up here in the little loft well, apartment they've got here worn after being in Nutgrove Beach this morning hey, you've got a text have you I've What's... just got a quick one here a head has to be in the team in front of Madison let this hate for South Australian cricketers go Mike from Woodville Woodville so there you go. He's not uh, not happy with that. It's not a tight duel. Not for mine. Footy time, I reckon. Footy time, and well, the draft is rolling around. It's only a few days away, and of course, the SEN draft analyst Matty Rendell. He's the man that knows everything happening in the draft. He picks the eyes out of it, and he's got a few sources in Clubland out there that he finds his material from. But Matty joins us on the line. Matty, welcome to the Jack and Flash Show. How are we? Oh, Jack and Flash. Uh, how you going, fellas? What an appropriate song that is. Uh, uh, I don't know if you knew Jack. Flash used to do a bit of part-time recruiting for Collingwood. That so we, so uh, we've met up quite a few times over the years. And before Matty. I start, Jack, I have to tell you that your dad was an a-hole. Um, My dad, really? <laughs> oh, I like hearing this. Let's start. Uh, okay, so you, been... you obviously have crossed paths, have you, on the field? <laughs> you would have been a youngster, Jack. Uh, when Fitzroy played Tassie, combined Tassie team down there in a practice game. And, oh, he tried to kill me the whole day, your dad. Fed, he could probably knock my block off. Oh, God, I need this like I need a whole head. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, it was an interesting day. I can't, I can't even... I think we got up, but uh, but it was an interesting contest. He was flat out from go to way, your dad. Yeah, he was. He was a very good player. He played 296 games was. for Clarence Footy Club, my old man. He was so. tough as teak. He was. He will be basking in the glory because he listens every <laughs> week and he's down at Carlton Beach at the moment down here and he will be basking in the glory that you've given him mention. Now, I, I have never, well, Matty, I know you've mentioned off the top that our man Flash has done some work for Collingwood Football Club where you obviously 
uh, were involved in for a while there. He absolutely perked up as soon as you mentioned that because his greatest no, claim to fame, Flash, your greatest claim to fame is that you declared Ben Brown. Well, I did. Yes, I did. And, and from memory, actually, Matty, good to hear your voice, mate. Um, and I was in those meetings. And as the biggest Swan supporter in Australia, when Jesse White became the decision that year, um, I, I look, I curdled a little bit in my tummy because I watched every minute of Jesse White's footy. And he actually had played, he actually had a year at Collingwood. He was okay, in yeah. fairness to him. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. that's my memories. Ben Brown, he's had a good career and he's a... Yeah, well, what, we what let a, him go through to the keeper flash. That's okay, that happens. Yeah. Talk yeah. to us about this year's draft, Matty. It's, um, it really is a... Well, there's been compromised drafts with the, the Gold Coast Suns yeah. and uh, obviously GWS coming in and, and, and having a whole horde of picks. But this is compromised for a different reason. The COVID years and... We experienced yeah. a little bit last year, but a lot of these kids haven't played footy and a lot of draft recruiters haven't seen well, them. Is it the biggest yeah, stumbling block? Yeah, it's about 60% roughly get picked out of Victoria every year of the draft. and um, These Victorian kids have played roughly an average of 6.7 games over two years um, in the NAB. So they've played a bit of college and that, or a bit of school footy, but uh, it's really hard to rate them off the school footy because the back end of, you know, the bottom 10 players really are just playing for a bit of fun. So it's really hard to, to pick the eyes out of a school footy game, but certainly the NAB is a, it's the best comp in Australia by, you know, by panels, really. Uh, great competition, great leading to AFL. And they played an average of 6.7. And, and, you know, two of the blokes I had pretty high two years ago, which is a, you know, a long time ago when you're recruiting in, in Chesser and Sin, you know, that, they've played about uh, five games between them over two years. So um, there's going to be some leap of faith here, Jack, and there's, uh, I think there's only going to be about 55 picked again. So what happened last year, there was a, roughly about 54, 55, because it's just lack of viewing. They didn't play at all last year, the Victorian kids, that is. And um, it probably was no surprise that it was 20-odd <coughs> kids picked up in the mid-season draft. And I think you'll get the exact same thing this year, about the same number of picks. And you might have a you might have a bumper crop in the mid season draft. I think every club will keep at least one spot open for the mid season draft this year. Matty, how do we separate? How do we separate the top at the top? I've heard of obviously your comments about Horn Francis. We know all about your love for Nick yeah. Dacos, and Dacos. I think that's absolutely across the board. Darcy, etc. And then you go down the order. Um, break it down for us briefly. Who? Like, give us give us the three guys, whether they're those couple you've mentioned or a couple later, perhaps in the in the first round or even second round, that really excites you. Then maybe one that we haven't talked about as much as I guess on the on well, the radio what, on the TV of recent times. What's your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, Flash, I'm not across it as as much as I was last year um, because I haven't seen any of these kids play for two years, except I watched Horn Francis play on on the. Digital pass in the finals for South Adelaide where he was outstanding. Um, so he's just confirmed he'll, he'll go number one, you know, especially that last game. We basically carried him on the back. Uh, the real interest around here, so Mac Andrews come from nowhere. So the Sudanese kid, who was an NGA for Melbourne, Melbourne. And until they changed the rules where if an NGA kid gets picked inside 20, you, you take that kid, you can't, the club can't... Um, get him under the bidding system so he'll definitely go inside the top 10 now we've heard that uh, GWS are very keen at that pick too so um, 
we're thinking it'll go like uh, Horde Francis at one, and then um, GWS will nominate Darcy and then Dacos, is what we're hearing. Um, mainly because GWS is after a tall, more than a, more than a mid, so they're going on that basis. And then we heard that they were going to take MacAndrew with a, with a second line pick, but uh, the player that's come from who didn't even play 16s fighting. In fact, he couldn't make a team in the 16, the championship team, Victorian team back in the 16s, is Finn Callaghan. So everyone up the top is clamouring for Finn Callaghan. And I don't know where GWS sit with Andrew or Callaghan. But I know Hawthorne and, and Crows at four and five will want to take Callaghan. I'm thinking GW, uh, Gold Coast Suns at three will want to take him as well. So they'll get first. Well, obviously, GWS get first dibs but, dibs, but if they go MacAndrew, Gold Coast Suns will take Finn Callahan. He's been the massive mover from the start of the year. Uh, I think Josh Kelly from GWS, but with more dash, actually. Run and carry, um, speed. Tall enough, isn't he? Wow, more taller. dash. Um, yes, exactly. So I think Finn Callahan around that. Uh, as a player, so Josh Kelly went two in his draft year. Uh, look at this kid's going to be a star. So um, outside of that, the, the, the interest well, the interest in that is that can Adelaide and Hawthorne push up to trade for GWS's two? If GWS is still going down the MacAndrew line, whether they're happy to push back to four or five, knowing they'll still get MacAndrew, but they'll get something in the trade. That'll be the big watch on the first night after uh, North call Horn Francis. If there's a pause for that second pick around GWS, watch for that. Uh, Gold Coast Suns very keen on Finn Callan as well, and they might try and trump it. They'll have a plan in place just in case. Um, they're only having the one pick, um, Gold Coast Suns, because of uh, uh, spaces available on their list. So... Um, That'll be the interest. And then the next bit of interest will be around what um, Frio will do at six and eight. Now, there's two very good kids who did not even play 16s as well, which I didn't... And I haven't seen them play. Um, a Miss and Erasmus, both WA kids. The other one there is Van Ruin, uh, who I did see play and I really liked in the 16s. Uh, and apparently he's, he's got better and better. So And had a pretty good uh, carnival, especially against South Australia. So they've got three kids there, at, and they've got six and eight. They'll be they'll be keeping those picks, and I think they'll go local. They'll take the South Australian, other WA's kids. Um, other than that, there's uh, players like uh, Naziah Wanganin Malera. He didn't play either in the 16s. He's uh, rocketed from nowhere. Uh, ben Hobbs, who I did like, is is as tough as inside mid as you'll ever see. And they're talking about him going top 10 too. So someone will be really keen on that inside mid. Um, so it's an intriguing draft from probably not the top 10. So the top 10, I think most clubs will be settled where it, what's going to happen, what the top 10 will be. But the real interest comes in 10 to 20. Because um, there'll be some players there that clubs will love and they'll want to push up. So your club, Jack, is in the wheelhouse to do that. So plenty Richmond of picks, Matty, plenty 15, of picks. 26, 27, 28. Oh, they're, going to, they're going to use that 15, 26, 27, 28 to try and push up if there's a player they really like who's still there. So yep. 
Yep. Uh, well, mate, we've got to let you go because we are running out Sorry. of time. It, it's, it certainly is. It's coming up that we've got a lot of draft picks, Richmond, and watch this space. We appreciate you joining us. And like you said, a lot of clubs are going into this blind, this draft period. And Yep. You know, I think after the top 10, as you mentioned, we'll, we'll all be guessing. So thanks for joining us, mate. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Jack. Pleasure. Good on you, Matty. There you go. I'm looking forward to hearing what people else off the text line want to say in terms of who they want to be picked. Um, we've got a couple of texts through. We'll read them right. Uh, read them out. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On 1629 SEN Hobart, Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Welcome back to the Jack and Flash show right here on Etienne Hobart. And as, always, as always, sorry, Flash, brought to you by Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate experts. And if you want to join us, you can give us a call on 1300 42 15 33 or send us a text on 04 This one off the text line, we didn't get a chance to ask Matty Randell about this Sam ba- young Sam Banks, who was the captain of the Tasmania team. Predicted it going in the sort of second or third mm, round Flash. Mid-30s, maybe? Yeah, mid-30s. Yep. This one comes from Beautiful Harry Yakin Park. I hope Sam Banks ends up at my beloved Hawthorne. So, hopefully, we've got three possibles, I think, in the draft uh, for Tasmania. So, hopefully, we can he's have a, a beautiful kick, Sam Banks. He's a beautiful he, kick, he, Yeah, he's, he's a general, that's for sure. We've got a big second hour coming up right here on SEN. Don't forget, you can join us. 0437552535. Join us here right on SEN. This is Jack and Flash. We'll see you after the news. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On 1629 SEN Hobart, Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Welcome back to the Jack and Flash show. Big second hour here, Flashman, 8am. It's just rolled around the corner and we have just had confirmation. We put the call out last week to our boy Hugh Greenwood. And we didn't know what was going to happen at the start of last week, but everything happened over the last 72 hours, and he's going to join us just after 8.30 news. So that is very, very exciting. Hasn't spoken a lot publicly since everything went down with the Gold Coast North Melbourne situation, but he'll be joining us here on the show, and we'll be talking all things that happened in arguably one of the weirdest things of all time. North Melbourne. Like, especially with their age demographic, isn't it? Like, you look, they've got all those good kids that have come through, but... You know, you've still got a little bit of top end. Cunnington, um, Zebel's moved down back, of course. We throw him into that group. They're sort of... Look, he's obviously going to be there for a short term, more than the next 10 years, of course, but... Oh, fascinating. I wonder if we'll see that happen again. I mean, we mentioned earlier, I can't wait to see what his gut feel was when Gold Coast did that and, you know, what transpired was amazing. Can we see him in the jack jumper scene? Is he... uh... Well, I want to ask him about that. I want to say, look, when you're in bed and your eyes are closed and you're lying, you know, and you're just thinking about the world, 
Are you seeing? Are you seeing something there? Do you know what? I watched a lot of his basketball at, at, in New Mexico, yep. um, and he was tough. He'd like yep. a proper tough defender. He as plays you that way in the footy, doesn't he? He plays that way in the footy, but I always thought he made the right call going to footy. I'm interested to see what you think. I think what I'm getting, I think he's a better footballer than basketball, and he was a very good basketballer. I think he's had a terrific footy career. Well, we'll chat Jack Jumpers with Simon Brookhouse, the CEO of the Jack Jumpers, and they've obviously started fantastically well. Um, very, very well. Our boy Tim Payne, courtside, didn't he? Just lapping it up. He's sort of a bit like, well, he's, he's a sort of Jack Nicholson type setup. A little bit of that. Yeah, Jack yeah. Nicholson type setup there. It's um, they're going. It's it's the talk of the town down here. The, the I think there was a few knockers early on, but yep, I've so, w- I've watched both games, and you know what they are. I'm on to, board. Yeah, I'm on board. Passed you, up courtside seats the other night too. Unfortunately, they they are tough. They're gritty, yep. defensively minded, um, and that's a really good starting point, I reckon. They have they have some depth off the bench. They can throw some different things at you. We know about Adams, um, Majet's just, he's a floor general, proper one. Yep. It's exciting, really exciting. Scotty, just quickly, <laughs> Scotty Roth, the coach, I was down at Nutgrove, took Poppy down to the beach down there, and, no, down to the park there, and um, as two-year-olds do, you get to the park and they automatically always have to go to the toilet, so we rushed over to the toilet block there, and I was walking back, I saw Scotty Roth, and I sort of like, we've interviewed him on the radio, I sort of like did the old eyes up, sort of, hey, yeah, how you going there? He did not know who I was. One I <laughs> just thought I was some crazed basketball <laughs> fan down here in Over. That's sort of real. So I was like, he's got no idea who I was, was he? It just, uh, just rolled on past. But he's leading the charge e- nicely. I'm sure your ego was a little bit bruised there, without doubt. <laughs> it certainly was. I can't can't wait to see them. They're going to be very, very exciting. What about you? You're talking about air time. What, what do you mean, what about me? Well... The back page of the Herald Sun. Really? Um, we've been... That was on Sunday, of course. And, yep. I mean, your relationship with the Premier um, has been blossoming right before our eyes, and very much so in the last three months. Um, you got plans to meet him again, the coming weeks? Talk about it. You know, I know you're passionate about this Tassie footy thing. Um, you, you're proper passionate about it. Mm-hmm. What are you in the gut saying? Well, like, you... Hey, my, basically, my phone is open to Peter Gutwin for whatever he needs, because I, I am that passionate about Tasmanian football, and it's funny, because I did do a little article, I think, um, I'm trying to think of who I did the article with, I can't remember, but it, it, it was, whilst I was driving from one end of the state, I was actually driving through, or something, through Tunbridge <laughs> Flash, I was driving through, I was actually at Ross when I was on this article, but went through the home of football in Tasmania, Tunbridge, uh, and uh, and I was just chatting about um, Ronald McDonald Charities, and uh, Ronald McDonald Day, which uh, sorry, Ronald McDonald House Day, which was on um, uh, Saturday, um, the Happy Day, and uh, it was supposed to be about that. And all of a sudden, the, the questions started poking up because he knew was, the journalist knew I was in Tassie, and there was just he. Uh, and of course, poor old Ronald McDonald House doesn't get a decent run. But back page, me and me in the gut. What what sort of if if I invite him over or if I say. Let's well, what are you up. cooking here? What are you, brisket? You know, what are you, what are you, or oh, you're not a great cook yourself. No, nah, it's takeaway. I had Miwa yeah. last night. Maybe we'd go to meet, meet Miwa in Sandy Bay, but mm. what's, what's the beer? Because he's, he's a northerner. Oh, he's a triple X character. Yeah. I would have thought deep down. I don't know that for official, but he's... Bogues Red? Yep, I think so. So, okay, I'll, I'll make sure I get a, 
a, uh, a six-pack of Bugs Reg for me in the gut to catch up and talk all things footy. But the thing is, like, this this footy thing, they've got to get going. They've got to mo- get moving. This Jack Jumpers, I know I've banged on about this for 10 years, as you will know, but the kids are frothing over the Jack Jumpers. So, and they've got ambition now. They've got heroes to cheer for. Your move, AFL. And yeah. you know what it is? Yeah. The next five years, mate, they've got a free hit here, basketball, for all this. Right, you, all our mates, you know, mid-30s, older blokes, my age, hit 40, etc. Mate, the kids are fascinated by basketball. It is unbelievable. And we're going to watch this happen. And look, they, they'll drop off. If the jack jumpers are no good, um, the crowds, will, that's what happens, you know, etc., etc. But it is terribly exciting. We, we just want someone to barrack for down here, yep. don't we? We, yep, want, yep, yep. We, want, we want numbers on the back of our heroes. Yep. And we're getting that opportunity. This we this one still AFL world here. We, we spoke about it last week. Was Liam Jones, mm. and at that point we didn't know what his future looked like. But during the week he retired. Yes, effectively just due to the fact that he didn't get a vaccination. There's other players that um, uh, are a possibility. Levi Casbolt's another another player at the moment that's on the radar at the Gold Coast. He's waiting for a different vaccine to come out from the states, which hasn't been approved. Yeah, so he didn't want a jab either, but there's one he's happy to have a jab. Yeah, bizarre. Yes, yeah, so I saw that. Yeah, there was. Uh, I'm not sure which which vaccination was. It's probably not relevant to be honest. But Carlton applied for uh, with Jones retiring. Carlton applied for an extra pick in the draft to, to replace his spot because list lodgements are October 31st. So they've they've lodged their list for What's next year. There? No, no, no go. The AFL said no, no, no go for you. Mm. You're gonna have to play one down next year. So. Interesting setup. Or they might have to wait until the mid-season draft. What's what, what's your? It's a tricky it's, one, it's, isn't it? Tim Watson was pretty strong on Liam Jones during the week, and I and I disagree with Tim. He, he said, um, just due to the fact that he had no underlying health issues, that he should go and get the vaccination. And it's mm. like, well, Tim, it's still his choice. Like, I get that there's this big push for everyone to get vaccinated, but. Still, when it comes down to it, Liam Jones has a choice. And, and I was a bit he, miffed that, that, mm. that Tim Watson went so hard on Liam Jones. Well, sure. I mean, he, I mean, Tim's certainly, from the outside looking in, he's certainly had involvement in that, those things with the Essendon saga, which yeah. is a completely different thing. Yeah. Um, you're, you're still of the firm belief. And the way you're no, right now that well, I'm an anti-vaxxer. And I'm, well, I'm you're fully vaccinated. Anti, yeah, but you're a semi-anti-vaxxer. No, I'm pro-choice. Sure. I'm pro-choice. No, I'm not sure about that. I, I think the thing is, is that, Look, to me, and we've talked about this off-air in particular, like, you, you've got to think of others. This is my point of view. Liam, well done to you, and you've made a big stance, and you're very strong with it. Great. But it's not, sometimes it's not about you. It's actually not about you. You've got to put yourself, remove yourself from that situation. And sometimes in life, we've got to conform. Um, I didn't want a freaking jab. What do I want a jab? I, don't, I couldn't think of anything worse. But you just did it, and then you had another one. And you just do it, and you... You move into life and, and, and just How many conform. jabs until you start thinking, hang on a second? Well, I've had the two. I mean, what do you mean? Hang- well, what happens if there's uh, six boosters? Well, look, well, the, boosters will come, the boosters will come and go. We'll wait and see what... But just conform. Just do, you know, it's... Look, Tommy Harrison. Um, I'd love to have Tommy here, Matt. He He's a good person to have these conversations. The director of Harrison's, of course, he's... 
He's a very much a pro-choice, and he's he's not a big vaccination fan. He's got some interesting theories about it as well. It's interesting too because this actually last thing I'll say about this, it's not just a left-wing right-wing thing which people because I know a lot of left-wingers, you know, that don't don't want to don't want to jab either. It's not just the Trump supporters, you know, that anti-vaxxers. It's a bit of a mix of all demographic of people that so no. Nah, don't want it. You're not going to force me to do anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. Liam Jones has retired during the week, unfortunately. Good player. Yeah. He, he troubled you Why a bit he... of time. You, you had some... You, Mate, he, he was quick. Yes. Yeah. Quick, quick. Other news, out of, other news out of Carlton uh, from the CEO, Brian Cook, on SEM Breakfast in Victoria this morning was that Sam Doherty, who you know has been had testicular cancer, um, all the Carlton players have shaved their heads in support of him. He's hoping to return to training in Isn't December. That what, a, awesome. what a great story that is! Isn't that awesome? And he's, and he's had a wretched run. ACLs and obviously two ACLs. It's just um, and with his la- the, the last scare and obviously when the word cancer is mentioned, oh you gosh. automatically think of the worst things. That's got to be good news, doesn't it? Great, like it great, just, like great it, story. In terms of, but in terms of his, um, you know. Getting well again, yeah. that's gotta be a positive direction. Good on him, isn't that that's that's bright in my day. Yeah, and he, and he's been the well, I suppose him and Patrick Hips have been the, the co captains of the Carlton Football Club for a long time now. So some great news. And a little bit bereft of leadership, on field in particular. Yeah. You notice when Doherty's not playing, all don't great you? Because they, they haven't got they haven't got, you know, some clubs have got several leaders and I feel like the blues have lacked a bit of leadership over yeah, over yeah. time. Yeah, and it's hard to lead from from the sidelines and he's been on the sidelines, unfortunately, for uh, a long time. This one is uh, coming off the text. And as always, you can join us uh, on the text line 0437 552 It's come from Anonymous, uh, stoked for Sam Doherty. Here, here, Anonymous. Every single person. Why wouldn't you put your name to that one? Stoked for Sam Doherty. There must be someone who goes for Collingwood that doesn't want to admit that they're... A, they're happy for a Carlton person, but I think every person in the football world, Flash, Indeed. in the wide world, is happy for Sam Doherty and the news that he'll be back at training in December. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On 1629 SEN Hobart, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Welcome back to the Jack and Flash show right here on SEN Hobart and Flash Man. Well, there is a buzz around Hobart Town and that Ooh. is the buzz. I don't know, do Jack Jumpers buzz? They make some sort of noise, surely, at some sort of level. They, they, it's, it is... They hurt if they bite. <laughs> I'll tell you what they do. I've been very careful walking around in the bush where we are at the moment, making sure I've got the shoes on, but... They, there is a buzz around town, and it is all due to Electric. the Jack Jumpers. And this man, Simon Brookhouse, the CEO of the Jack Jumpers, has been pivotal in just pointing the Jack Jumpers in the right direction. And he joins us on the line. Simon, welcome back to the show. G'day, gents. How are you? Very, very good, mate. Well, you must be feeling, because we certainly are, there is an absolute just thrill at the moment in the Hobart public. And you've only got to look at the social media and the attendances to the two MBL Blitz games and... And even the results and what we've been seeing flash on social media and on the screens and live from our boys that have been representing us so damn well, you must be absolutely thrilled how it's how it's kicked off. Yeah, look, we're super excited about it all. It's one of those things that you know you start twelve months ago and and you get to almost what is now the start line. So everyone's really proud. Everyone's really happy of the way things are going. And 
most importantly, the support from the public and the, the first two games down here in Hobart was absolutely phenomenal. And, and the boys, I know, playing in front of the crowd, even though they are effectively practice games, but the excitement that they got out of it um, was a real buzz for them. And to have our first win on Tuesday night couldn't have been a better finish. Take us back to the first game, Simon. Good morning. Thanks again for joining us, mate. Um, no I haven't. I didn't get out to either game. I've watched every second of the the first two. Um, getting out on the court for the first time uh, against the Bullets the first day um, must have been a pretty good feeling. Yeah, look, it was as much relief as anything else to actually because yeah. obviously that day we opened the arena as well, so it was a pretty hectic day. But uh, just to see the boys run out in the uniform for the first time was was, was a really good thing. Not only for the crowd and the fans, but for us as a team too, it's been a long journey getting this court, this uh, team on the floor and getting the arena open. So it was a, a sense of real achievement, but also a sense of anticipation for what's to come for the rest of the year. And then the second game, mate, obviously getting the win against Cairns. Did you expect to, like, and you've mentioned off the top that they're, they're only practice games, but hmm. you, you when you, you, you go into a new sporting venture like this and we've seen in AFL with Gold Coast and, and GWS it doesn't success doesn't usually come at the start but to get that first win under the belt in a practice game it, it must have felt the it, it must have filled the the boys up with so much confidence for for what this season does entail yeah look it really did I think that you know the philosophy of our team's always been built at the defensive end and make sure that we you know we're, we're a real hustle up in your face type of team and I think we showed that on the Sunday too and even against Brisbane, we, we rested the, the, the starters effectively for the last quarter and only just went down. So the signs were there then. We forced 25 turnovers in that game and we did it again on, on Tuesday night against Cairns. But um, the boys just have a huge intensity and, and their level of commitment to each other uh, just shows us that uh, we're going to be competitive every game we play and that's what we set out to do. Um, we're not going to win every game. You don't in a basketball season. That's the reality of it. But what we will do is make sure that we're in every game because we'll, we'll set up that defensive pressure and make sure we give ourselves a chance to win, which we saw on Tuesday. Preparation for December 3. Very exciting. Ooh. That's going to come around a lot mm. quicker than you thought. Uh, hopefully we might have a nice little spot there, perhaps before the game. An outside broadcast. An outside broadcast. It's in the works. It's in the works. That'd be good. But in all seriousness, the, the preparation for December 3... Um, are you happy with everything? Do you feel like uh, everything's tracking well in terms of the stadium ready, the organisation, the corporate boxes? That's an overall big question, I know. But are you, are you really yeah, pleased sure. how everything's tracking? Look, we really are. Um, we'll be sold out on December 3. Tickets went on sale. The general admission tickets went on sale. Um, what are we, Friday? Now, Wednesday, and they sold out within an hour. So uh, our membership's ticking along really strongly. So we're, we're very, very confident uh, it'll be a, a, full ta- a full house and... Uh, we'll put on a big, bigger show than we did on the Sunday. There'll be a lot more entertainment and those sort of things in the real NBL game. And, and we, we broadcast to the world and the first game of the season down here in Tasmania, which I think is fantastic. So, yeah, we're real and truly on track. The, the arena's come up well. Um, the guys are raring to go. And uh, we've had a look at Brisbane now, so we know what we're in for. And I think we'll uh, we'll acquit ourselves really, really well on that first game. And I, what I do know is that the 5,000 or so people in there will be well and truly behind the guys. Well, I did flush. I did bump into Jane Howell at the Minister for Sport um, a night this week down at Rockwall, and she mentioned that there's some very big things planned for, for December 3, and, and she pumped it up. She wouldn't give me an inside running on, on what it is, but it's going, Simon, I'm hearing very, very big things about what could be launched December 3, and certainly excited about it. And one bloke that will be there, and 
biggest cheerleader of all time of the Jack Jumpers, and he loves wearing the hat around the streets of Hobart, and that is Tim Payne. Hey, well, sorry, I'm hearing that he won't be there. He might be out to cricket duties. I can't believe he's putting cricket in front of, in front of our Jack Jumpers. How much has he hit you up for courtside seats? Because he, he loves it, absolutely loves it. He's uh, referring to himself as the Jack Nicholson of Hobart, sitting courtside for his Jack Jumpers. Can you confirm, is he the number one ticket holder? Uh, no, he is our patron. Uh, he and the Governor of Tasmania are our two patrons that we announced the other night at our launch. And uh, he's been a great supporter and he loves his courtside seats, absolutely. He was there at the first two games and he's been down at practice watching the boys and working with the coach and other things. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and he's just loving it. He, he's been fantastic for us. He, he's involved himself. He he's, gets on well with the players and... Unfortunately for him, he's got the, uh, I think he's got Ashes camp starting up in Queensland and he, he won't be able to be there in the first game, which is a little disappointing. Not only for him, but for us as well. And I feel it. He, he has hit us up for a lot of seats, though, Jack. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> well, those vacated seats, if he's not here December 3, I know two blokes that host a radio show that would like to sit courtside. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no doubt we'll be able to get you there. Absolutely. <laughs> Simon, what do you do with expectations? Do you uh, do you keep a lid on them? Do you embrace them? Um, you know, whatever sport you're playing, naturally don't get too caught up in in what's happening in pre-season games, etc. But it, what's the focus for year one? You know, how many games can championships flash? Can you know how, how strong up the ladder can can your guys compete? But it's really hard to know. What, 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 we, what we do know is that um, we're going to be ultra-competitive. I mean, the, the coach wants to win a championship, but it's a professional sporting team, and that's what you set out to do. But it's such an even competition at the moment, and, and we, we've seen, even through the blitz, you know, no-one's dominating and those sort of things. So I think that um, you've got six new head coaches in the league, a lot of roster changes over the off-season. It really is a bit unknown, but I know what we do know is that our guys get on really well together. They're a strong, strong uh, high-intensity defensive unit that will make sure that every team we play know they're there. Um, and look, you know, if we can win more than 50% of our games, that'd be a great achievement. That will have us knocking on the door of finals. And just in the glimpses we've seen, and keeping in mind, we've played two games together um, ever. So um, we'll get a bit more of a feel after this week of how we're looking. But And we've got Will Magno to come in who hasn't played yet. So... I think we'll be ultra competitive, and I think what the fans will see is a team that never gives up and, uh, and is never out of a game, and I think that's important. Well, Simon, you head you head north to the state now, up to the northwest, which I think, believe for Lash, is super the, is the uh, is the heartland of Tasmania basketball. Sort of strong breed up there in the northwest coast, and they love their basketball. Oh, they are. Off to Olveston, yeah. uh, the NBL Blitz has been an absolute match winner down here it's certainly got people left right and centre wanting to go and, and watch games not even involving the jack jumpers they want to get on board so Simon it's exciting times and we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on the show anytime guys happy to be here and uh, look forward to seeing you at the first game looking forward to it very much Simon Brookhouse there the CEO of the jack jumpers and Flash this NBL Blitz and, and Tasmania again has just got their hands on we saw the WBBL in right. the cricket and the women's cricket We've been able to secure this, and it just has given AFL us another finals, platform. AFL finals has given us another platform to show off well, what is now a state-of-the-art stadium at my state, Bank Arena. Um, they we, look tough. That's what I know. That's yes. what they look tough. And Scott Jack Roth Jumpers. promised that yeah, early he did, on, didn't he? he? Did. he, just, he, he did. They just play a brand of football. Defensively, and, fighting over screen sort of team. Matthew you know? Wade type of... I think so. If, if yeah. Wadey played basketball, which, yeah. to be honest, at his stature, I don't think he'd be very good at it because he's pretty short, but... 
he would play tough basketball. Oh, and Scott Roth has got our boys playing some real tough basketball. This one comes off the text. And we love hearing stories like this. Really enjoy the game on Sunday. The stadium is fantastic. We know that. They poured a lot of money into it. Even to the point where Premier Gutwin has now got his leather seat there courtside. Looking forward to seeing that. This person said, we were back uh, up the back and it felt like we were courtside. That comes from Sam in Lauderdale. And Everyone said that, Sam, too. Everyone I spoke to was a game. It didn't matter where you sit. You really felt involved in the contest. And that's, um, that's terrific. Yeah. Well, we're going to grab some news headlines here. Um, right here on SN Hobart. We're looking forward to a big interview after this, though. Hugh Green is going to join us to chat all things that have happened over the last week for, for Hugh Green. Well, Gold Coast Suns, North Melbourne. This is Jack and Flash on SN Hobart, as always brought to you by Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate experts. Well, Flash, our next guest is a bizarre story. It really is a, a bizarre story, but it is the way of the, the modern world and the way of um, modern sport. You think with the trade period in the AFL done and dusted the free agency period was nearly finished it's, it's sort of called the silly season but then nearly the silliest thing of of all of it popped up and read its head late and Hugh Greenwood who is now a North Melbourne football player will be playing football down here in front of his friends and family at Blunston Arena joins us on the line Hugh welcome to the Jack and Flash show fellas thanks for having me well mate <clears throat> It, it has been whirlwind. An, an, a whirlwind. It's been an unbelievable <laughs> week in your life, mate. And, and first things first, how's, how are you dealing with it all? Yeah, um, it's been, um, yeah, it's been a, a wild couple of days. Um, and I guess with it being from, I guess, getting an offer from North to making a call by within 48 hours, there hasn't been a whole lot of time to process everything. And obviously with the nature of the... Uh, of how it all went down, I couldn't really reach out and talk to many people about it. So it was only Dad, um, my wife, Kirsten, my agent. And here we are trying to make a call that's going to—it's a pretty big one. We felt like so it's—it's um, it's all starting to sink in now. It's pretty daunting, but at the same time, we're so excited to get down to to North, and um, even more excited to be playing back home um, at least five or six games down down home in Hobart, which is which is pretty cool. And certainly, I think, you, well, your friends and family that are down here. And of course, you're a Lauderdale boy, a boy originally, and they are so excited to see you play football. I know from my own personal experience, we played North Melbourne down here 2013 or 14. It was one of my uh, fondest memories in, in AFL. But uh, run us through the initial meetings when you were told that you were going to be um, delisted. Uh, well, I suppose you asked, is it okay for you to be delisted? And then the thought that you've now ended up at another club, did it, did it come up in conversation with Gold Coast that this might happen? Was it a risk that they were willing to take? And how did that initial conversation go about? Yeah, it was a weird one. It would have been two days after the trade period ended. I got a text from Stewie saying, can you come meet Craig and I in, in my office tomorrow? So you always assume the worst. I thought I'd made it through the trade period, so I thought I'd be all right. <laughs> but I went, in, I went in there and I just said, look, and Widow was there too. Though, look. Um, we're trying to add some flexibility to the list and um, we're trying to basically figure out how we can keep the group together rather than keep bringing in kids that we have plenty of and, and that are, we believe are, are the future footy club. So we're going to try on some things and would you mind if we delisted you? But um, we'll keep you on the primary list. Your contract will stay the same. Nothing will change on, on your end. We just want to make sure that you're on board with with it and obviously the first thing that came to mind was you know what if someone else takes me and they said you know that we're pretty confident we're very confident in fact that we wouldn't be putting your name out there if we didn't think that was going to happen 
Um, so then a month went by and sort of didn't think anything of it and got a call on the Wednesday from Craig saying, yep, today's the day, no worries. There might be a bit of media stuff around, but um, um, we'll stick to what, what the plan is and, and that's to, to bring you back. You're a big part of the footy club, so that's all, all well and good. Thursday rolled around and I sent out that tweet after getting a bit of noise and a bit of a bit of uh, conversation around why I got delisted and if I was an anti-vaxxer, if I was my knee was cooked or I had a fallen out. So I sort of put that tweet out on Friday to sort of, uh, on Thursday to clear everything up. Uh, Friday I got the call from um, from North. They called my agent um, and they basically just just asked if um, Nobs could give me a call. And Nobs is a is a man that I've known for a very very long time, another proud Tasmanian. Um, who'd spent some time visiting me in the States trying to get me back from basketball to the to the Crows and ultimately did. So I thought the least I can do is take a call from, from him and obviously things progressed from there and by Monday afternoon I was I was off the north. Hugh, I'm fascinated in, in your hmm. thought process. So you've got the club you've been at. You've already copped the wrath in this AFL system. I was staggered when you sort of got moved on almost from Adelaide at the time and conversation was too many big bodies crouch brothers etc 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 rory sloan didn't fit in you i thought your year last year was terrific and you've continued to do what you've always do your big body midfielder hard you tackle your backside off week in week out so when they do that to you clearly your ego is very bruised when you say this is look we see you we want you but we sort of don't quite want you that had to make the north melbourne thing almost easy in a way wouldn't it well, in, in terms of, you know, how you're thinking out, about it all. Yeah, well, I mean, I walked out of the meeting, the initial meeting, having cleared everything up because the first questions are, are, yeah, do you actually want me and where do you see me? And they were like, no, 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 this, is, this, has, got, this has got nothing to do with where, you, where we see you. You're clearly part, a big part of our, our plans and um, you're, in our, we're, you're in our 22, right, right. So I walked out of that meeting um, confident of, of where I sat. So that's why I didn't think anything of it. Um, until yeah, until until North called, they basically just called us and said, "Do the Suns realise?" Because I guess the initial plan was to go down the draft in the the pre-season. I get confused to be honest with all the different drafts and whatnot. But um, yeah, the initial plan was they called and said, "They realise that we can actually take Dewey before the Suns, right? We're pick one and they'll have pick three. Um, but then obviously we turned around and said, "Yes, we do," but we'd, it'd have to be something that Hughes really comfortable with and he obviously loves it here and uh, despite the, the delisting, the, the club still wants him around and wants him part of the, the future. So, yeah, it was... Um, I walked away out of the meeting, hadn't really thought too much about it other than the initial, like, why me? But, yeah, I mean, because of it, I guess it opened up the possibility to be picked up by another club and that's what happened. But I was pretty confident with where I sat around the delisting and where the club wanted me and with discussions on the Monday, they were pretty, still pretty keen to have me around. It just didn't quite work itself out. So what, what is the answer then to... You were asked the question yourself there, why me? What, what was their answer back to why they chose you? I mean, clearly they've said mm. you're in your best, the best 22. And, well, we, Flash and I both Categorically think you're a fantastic player and you fit into most sides' best 22. Did yeah. they have an answer for why they picked you to and the other two boys as well, why they picked you three to, to be the players? Yeah, so I think there was a couple of reasons. Obviously, A, just being mature enough to, uh, to handle the, the chatter. Um, obviously, touching on my experiences in America and being around in American sports and appreciating teams using all, all that they can to, 
to help their, their their team out. So I guess having followed American sports, you know, they do all the loopholes, they do this, they do that. Um, and then I, I suppose the messaging was um, the teams that were interested, North and, and Collingwood were the two teams that technically had picks before the Suns. They were confident that they weren't looking um, for a player like me. So that was why they, um, they put my name out there. And um, unfortunately, or fortunately, it it wasn't the case. There was a team that was very interested and they've gone out and, and made a made an attempt to add someone to their list that they believe can help their footy club and here we are. Listen, tell me about back to that without rehashing those initial conversations with the Gold yeah. Coast. When you went home that night um, and you lied down in bed and you're just thinking about, you know, <laughs> what's going on here and, and then you... The Jack Jumpers thing is just happening all around you. You can't oh, trade in, in sports, well, Flash. Well, uh, look, I, someone who watched most of your college games at New Mexico, um, when you could get a feed, which was quite regularly at the time, and your game was, your basketball game was pretty much like you play footy, gritty, yeah, super yeah. defender, leader, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Did, you, did, you, did it cross your mind think, or has it crossed your mind thought, Stuff it, let's go and play basketball again. This would be fun. I'm young enough, I can play basketball till I'm 36 or 7. Or, part two of the question, is that still something that you haven't ruled out going forward? Oh, boys, I have been planting the seed forever. Forever, <laughs> ever. Forever. So, so, unfortunately, the, the mighty Jack Jumps had filled up their roster when the, all this went down. So it was, a, it was something that I've been trying to plant the seed years down the track. So the only, the, I guess the only kind of... Um, of the the North Melbourne deal is that it might it might close the door on a potential Jack Jumper return. I'm, I'm not sure they're going to be too keen on a a uh, 30 plus year old uh, development player. But I'll do I'll do all I can. I've been following it closely. It's such a it's it's such a cool thing to to be happening in Tasmania. So I've been following the Jack Jumpers closely. Um, worst case scenario, the, the mighty charges. Down in Hobart, the Hobart <laughs> Worst case scenario at this stage, but um, that will obviously came to the game late footy. So I'm just trying to play it for as long as I can, and, and I love playing it. So, uh, but the basketball thing is is in the back of the mind, but it might be on the shelf now. So, the North Melbourne came calling. We know, let's say the Jack Jumpers came calling as well. Figures added up. <laughs> any 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 other teams? So. I can't stress how, like how important a player you are to go, to Gold Coast. It, it miffs me, and I find it bizarre. But was was North the only team that that, that put a call, a call across to your to your manager or your agent, or was there other teams that sort of might have sort of just had a little sniff around to see whether you were available to to them? Yeah, there were a couple of other clubs that I won't name them, but there were a couple of other clubs just sort of seeing how it all worked out because even they were a bit confused, I, I suppose. It was if it was uh, going to be national draft or pre-season draft or um, all that sort of stuff. But um, as we mentioned, we were we were very very settled here on the coast, and it, it took someone that we were that I had a strong relationship in Nodes to uh, to even consider taking a call. So um, yeah, I guess they were a little bit confused and just wanted to see how the process was going to play itself out. Um, so but no, nah, once the only the only call that that we took seriously was, was from Nobes because it was one that, um, you know, the least we can do for all he's done for me. So, yeah, it's, um, the plan was never to leave. Um, but unfortunately, or fortunately, this, this opportunity presents itself, and here we are. 
Hugh, how does it all fit for you at North Melbourne? They had, a, I thought, a terrific year last year. Lots of kids. Davies Uniac, they brought Stevenson across from Collingwood, of course. Um, there's a bit of, there's some real energy in the youth coming through, isn't there? And the kids, Simpkins got bigger, Phillips, etc., etc. It's a pretty mm. exciting team to be going forward to. You've obviously, you'll be a, an experienced player, of course, like um, your Ben Cunnington's, your Jack Siebel's still there. It must yep. be terribly exciting for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's I. I basically they painted a picture of playing the same role that I've, I've played here at the Suns the last two years, just coming in and providing a presence on field and off field to help a young group get where they want to get to. So um, it's a really, really exciting midfield, and I think the back half of the year, all those guys started to find their feet, especially with, with senior guys coming back into the side through injury, etc. So. It's a really, really, really exciting um, young midfield group and I can't wait to slot in. Thankfully, my role's um, a very, very easy one and one that I've been able to play for a number of years now. It's, as long as you have a crack, it all manages to work itself out. So I'll basically go in there, slot in and, and carry the load for these young guys and let them flourish and thrive. Chatting to uh, Hugh Greenwood here, new North Melbourne player and proud Tasmanian. The, the last one before we let you go, Hugh. Mm. Social media, um, you came out and obviously made the stand, and and it was true to the word, as you've said here, that that what you said was was what was happening, and then obviously it changed and flipped on its head. What's the people question your your the motive, your integrity, your loyalty for making the move? What do you say to to people that have those thoughts about what's happened over the last seventy two hours? Well, if you read anything that. If you read any, anything or listen to anything that's been spoken about the situation that was close to the situation, it's all been the same because it's all true. It's, no, the Gold Coast didn't predict this to happen. Um, we didn't predict this to happen. By Clearly, by my, my statement on Friday, I was my, my mind was here on the Gold Coast and, and looking forward to, to being up here for the next couple of years. Um, and then Friday, the call rolls around and um, things change. But I think it's, yeah, it's one of those things that 24 hours can be a really long time in footy but anyone close to the situation and um, understands that that's that's what happened and that's why there's been no hard feelings between the sons they were really really um, cooperative and really supportive in in how it all went down and, and same with north and then same with our end so um, it is what it is the only yeah the only one i regret was probably leaving the wildcats on those terms those that was that was probably the worst one a long time ago i feel like i've come a long way from then um, but obviously with, with the Crows stuff, I was, despite what people say, I was moved on. Obviously, Rui came out on the radio and said why I was moved on, even though people still think that I took off. Um, and then again, I was committed to the Suns. Um, but then North came up with a with a plan for me and um, that ticked a lot of boxes with a family now and being close to home and opportunities to prolong my career. It was something that you just have to do. So, um, I'm, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that, that happened, but anyone close to the situation understands that's, that's how it went down, and it made, it made me look like a fool for a bit, but now everyone seems to be across that that's actually what happened. Well, mate, we appreciate you coming on the radio and owning it and give us, giving us the, the real story about what's happened, and look, if there's a, a shining light of all the muck that's happened over the last, whatever, 24, um, 24 hours, even, even the last week, is that... You'll be playing football for a Tasmanian coach uh, in your home state at a ground that 
you would have played a lot of junior football at and it would have grown up driving past to go to school nearly every day and it's uh, it's a very special moment mate and you'll, you'll get that opportunity multiple times next year and uh, no doubt your family looking forward to seeing you play AFL football on the mighty Blunston Arena mate thanks for joining us mate thanks for having me guys I, I really appreciate it Good lovely, on you. lovely, lovely. Terrific. There you go. Hugh Greenwood, well now now uh, new North Melbourne player, and of course has been talked about a lot in the media over the last week or so. So certainly, uh, certainly looking forward to seeing what he does because he's got a real point to prove, Flash, that why they put him on that, yeah, why they even put him in that in that position. They're better be cute, weren't they? Yeah, because, as always, you can join us uh, thirteen hundred forty two fifteen thirty three, or send us a text if you, even if you know Hugh or. Uh, You've got a thoughts on, on what's happened with the Suns and, and North Melbourne and Greenwood situation, 0437 Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On 1629 SEN Hobart, Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lifkow. Welcome back to the last couple of minutes of the Jack and Flash show right here on SEN Hobart. Proudly brought to you by Harrison Agents and Flash. Some breaking news. Peter Lalo is reporting huge. that shield match between Victoria and New South Wales could be in trouble. It's due to start today. So something Unconver- got COVID, they? Unconfirmed reports of a positive okay. COVID case. Right. It's supposed to start at the SCG. That's... Uh, Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we're so used to it. You, you and I, as in looking around with American sports, it's happened all the time. Isn't yeah. It's been games moved, postponed. Someone's been tipped out. Well, yeah, yeah. That's not great. That's no, it, ramif- no. no, no, certainly. I think ramifications, too, in terms of, you know, moving forward. Is it, is it Maddinson's? You know, like, what, what are the stories coming out of there, of course, would be... Huge. We're going to need to watch that one. It wasn't huge, terrific, by the way. He was fantastic. We'll him he was fantastic. He's, 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 he's on board now. He's on board. He's going to be our basketball correspondent. Yeah, sensation. Um, quick plug for the Point to Pinnacle being run on Sunday. Mm. He yeah. got in it. No, not, not a chance. Not a chance. There was, a, there was Christian Petrarca was going to do it and try and push that young fellow up the hill, but unfortunately, due to borders, he can't get here. One hour and 21 minutes from the casino to the top. That's the record flash. Mm. And they haven't been able to do it for the last couple of years, so... Hopefully someone can get up there and break the record. 1,200 metres to get to the top. It's <laughs> I've ridden up there. Just imagine running up the thing. It's going to be snowing as well, I think, isn't it? Oh, they've called Nine it degrees. I'd stop at the pub there at Ferntree and have a, have a few beers. Well, it's, uh, it's been another big show. Hugh Greenwood was fantastic. The only thing I'm worried about is uh, we've got a missing person's report coming out of here. Tim Payne. We can't find him. What's happened? Can someone please find Tim Payne? Alert us quickly. Yeah. Thanks for another episode, Flash. Loved it. Chat to you next week.